0: The views, information, or opinions expressed during this podcast series are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Clean Coders and its employees. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another bonus episode. I'm your host, Charles Max Wood, and I want to talk about a call that I had last week, actually. I was talking to a guy named Nathan. It was interesting because we jumped on the call. He's a new listener to the podcast. And it was interesting because we were talking essentially about just getting hired. And he mentioned that he wanted to get hired at a FANG company, I think was the term that he used, which was like Facebook, Amazon, or Apple, um, Netflix, and Google, I think, are the FANG companies, if I remember right. And it was interesting, right, diving into that and just kind of getting a feel for... Uh, where he was at and, and how he planned to get hired at these companies and he was he was kind of trying to bone up on uh, how do I put it just the skills that he needed in order to get through the interviews and um, it was funny because as we got talking you know he was talking about going through these courses and learning these skills and uh, as, as we discussed it I was like look people don't just hire on skills Sorry uh, to break it to you, but that's just not exactly how it works. You know, we kind of dove into it. I've written a book on the topic, but that's a little bit beside the point in the sense that it it goes beyond just skills. Uh, People hire people on skills, on relationships, and on reputation are kind of the big things. And I'll talk a little bit about that because I really want to drive this home because it's so important. When I went freelance, I was still only a few years into my development career. My first contract, I was paid 60 bucks an hour. Due to feedback from my friends, I raised it to 120 bucks an hour on the next contract. And due to the podcasts I was involved in and the screencasts I had made in the past, I started getting calls from people I'd never even heard of who wanted me to do development work for them because I had done that kind of work or talked about or demonstrated that kind of work in the videos and podcasts that I was making. Within a year, I was able to more than double my freelancing rates and I had more work than I could handle. If you're thinking about freelancing or have a profitable but not busy or fulfilling freelance practice, let me show you how to do it in my Dev Heroes Accelerator. Dev Heroes aren't just people who devs admire. They're also people who deliver for clients who know, like, and trust them. Let me help you double your income and fill your slowdowns. You can learn more at devheroesaccelerator.com. People hire people based on um, who they know. And it's not so much like when you show up for the interview, it's like, who who do you know? Generally, when you show up for the interview, it's um, you have a much better chance of getting hired if you're referred in, right? In other words, if you show up because somebody they know told them to interview you, you have a much, much, much higher chance of getting um, interviewed, right? Um, so you walk in the door, uh, somebody they respect, somebody that they trust has said, this person is a terrific opportunity for you to hire the person that you need, right? That will that will sound a ton of alarm bells for them going, Hey, I really have to take this person seriously. The relationships are huge, right? And so if you can build relationships with people in a company this big, and then the reputation is um essentially, if they already have a preformed idea of who you are based on any kind of research that they have, right? And so if they already know who you are, because you have stuff out in the community, because you've spoken at conferences, because there's something that they can go out and consume in the community, because they've already heard of you outside of what their friend told you told them, right? Um, makes a major, major, major difference, right? And then if you can come in and you have the skills and knowledge in order to get through the interview, right? So Usually there's some kind of uh, technical process for getting hired. That's what's going to make the difference in getting you in the door and getting you through the interview so you can get hired, right? So if you want that job, then that's what's going to get you there. Incidentally, all of the other things that you want from your career, all three of these things help you there too, right? Um, If you want to sell courses, having somebody say, hey, have you checked out so-and-so's course, right? Makes a big difference. If you have a reputation in the community because you've been showing up on podcasts, because you've been showing up on YouTube videos, because you've been speaking at conferences, same deal, right? Um, If you want to uh, speak at the conferences, right? If you have a reputation in the community and they already know who you are, right? That helps. If you know the conference organizers, that helps, right? Right? Um, if you have the skills, if they know you have the skills, right? That helps. So it's, it's all down to the same thing, right? Everything you want from your career, the next thing that you want in your career, it's all predicated on this same stuff. It's what you know, it's who you know, and it's how they know you, okay? So it's skills, it's reputation, and its relationships. So let's talk about this, right? Let's talk about how you build these things, okay? Let's talk about skills. I think skills is kind of the the biggest, most obvious thing out there, right? It's the one that we talk about the most. It's kind of the, the biggest, most obvious thing that everybody just kind of intuitively gets, right? You can either do the thing or you can't, right? That's skills, right? Um, Some of the skills are going to be soft skills. Some of the skills are going to be kind of the hard technical skills. The hard technical skills are, hey, I can figure out how to build a component in React, right? I can figure out how to wire in this view in iOS, right? I can hook up this stuff from the database to the front end in Ruby on Rails, right? I can build an application in .NET, right? Skills, right? Technical skills, real easy. Uh, Some of the other skills are going to be I can work well on the team, agile development. Um, You know, I can recognize problems, people problems, other problems, uh, technical problems within um, the team or within the technology, right? I can easily diagnose and debug problems within the application. I can recognize issues within the caching system. I can set up uh, DevOps systems. I can handle Docker, right? All of these things are skills, right? And different companies are going to value different skills. Um, Some of the skills are going to be interpersonal skills. And don't discount those because those are important skills too, right? If you have good interpersonal skills, then you can actually 2x or 3x your contribution to the team by helping other people contribute well as well, right? And so somebody may be a 1x developer, and you may be a 2X developer with interpersonal skills that may bring them along to a 2X or 3X as well. So you having you on the team, yeah, you're a 2X developer, but because you have the skills to contribute to a 2X and get somebody else to contribute to a 2X, having you on the team makes you a 4X, right? And there are lots of ways to measure this. We've talked about this a whole bunch. I'm not going to dive into how that's measured because it's complicated. But at the end of the day, right, that's what they're looking for is they're looking for somebody who they can bring onto the team, they pay you a salary, and they get more than they are paying for out of the bargain, right? That's how they make a profit. So that's skills, right? And different companies are going to value different skills in different ways. They're going to measure different things in different ways. But at the end of the day, if they're paying you and they're making more on the other end, then it's worth it to them, right? And that's that's really in a nutshell how businesses work, Okay. So so there's the skills, right? But the problem is, is that if they bring you in for a half hour interview and they scan through your resume before they do it, there's just no way to know, right? There's no way to really validate your skills. I mean, even if they spend two or three hours or days even going through you with you, what your skills are, they just don't know until they bring you in and they sit you down and they have you work with them for a few weeks and they figure out, okay. This is how you fit in with our team. And these are the pros and these are the cons, right? And hopefully the pros outweigh the cons so they keep you around, okay? There's just no way to know. So there are some other things that they can use to kind of sit or stand in for that stuff, right? And that's where the relationships and the reputation come in. And if you don't have those things, then there really aren't a lot of good proxies other than, hey, we're gonna try you out for a month and hope it works, right? And so then they do what they do with everybody else. And that's the standard hiring process where, yeah, they look at the resume. They bring you in for an interview. They hope they ask the right questions. They hope they get a good feel for you. They hope they get a good read on you. They give you a job offer. And then they bring you in and they hope that they don't have to let you go. And most of the time it works out. Generally, I see most companies when they hire people, it works out. So it's good, right? Um, But the flip side is, is that, did they pass on somebody better? Is there another opportunity that they could have grabbed that they that they should have, that they didn't? Um, and there's just not a good way to know that. But there are other proxies for that. And one of those things is the relationship, right? So if I've got an A++ plus 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 player, right? If I've got this linchpin person on my team, uh, you know, I've got a Michael Jordan on my team, let's say, right? Michael Jordan of code. Yeah, I'm old, Okay. Um, and, and I've got him and he, he's a great all around player and he can do some really, really great stuff. I'm going to go out there and I'm gonna look for Scottie Pippen, right? I'm going to go look for the next guy who can come in and help round him out and help, you know, move the ball and help really get things going because together they can do way more than they can do separately. And if I have got a Michael Jordan who knows, a Scottie Pippen, right? He's worked with Scottie Pippen on the other team. And I'm really dating myself, and you folks may not even be basketball fans, but but let's just go with this for a minute, right? So in the 1990s, uh, Chicago Bulls, uh, they recruited Michael Jordan, um, who was a terrific basketball player just on his own, but they weren't winning championships, right? Um, the Detroit Pistons were still stomping their, their stuff all over the place, And what they figured out is they could just basically double or triple team Jordan, and they could still win games, right? They'd still beat the the Bulls. And so they recruited uh, Pippen. I think Pippen was a rookie, too. Um, And they got Phil Jackson as the coach, right? And uh, anyway, so Pippen and Jordan could move the ball around and allow Jordan to kind of flesh out his all-around skills. And you know they could start winning games, and then they could bring in some of these other players that could move the ball around some more, and open up opportunities for Jordan, and Jordan could open up opportunities for them. In other words, all of their stats were were tremendous, right? They beat the Jazz, which is sad, in '98. Anyway, um, so uh, anyway, so you get the idea, right? So so if they know that they've got some A player or you know some B player that they they can bring in and play as an A player. Then that makes a big difference, right? Because then I I have a whole lot less less risk, right? I know I can bring somebody in and I'm going to have a championship team. Or I can start bringing two or three people in and have a championship team and I don't have to go mess around with all these resumes and stuff and hope and pray that I got the right person, right? And so by having those relationships with people, right, by talking to people, by building relationships with people, by helping them understand that I am the Scottie Pippen to their Michael Jordan or I'm the Michael Jordan to their Scotty Pippen and having them refer me into the companies that they're working at, all of a sudden I have a way better chance of getting that job or I have a way better chance of getting referred in to do the trainings of their company or I have a way better chance of getting referred in to make a difference when, you know, doing my thing, right? being an agile coach where they work or being the speaker, you know, hey, we're trying to get somebody to come in and speak at the conference about such and such a thing. Well, I know your guy, right? He tells great stories. He, you know, he gets the audience excited. He does these things, right? Because <clears throat> I've talked to him and, and I've talked to them about my process and they know what I offer, right? And so having those relationships makes a big difference. And so I can build those relationships and I, I have tools for all these things and, and I have a process for this, right? And so I need to go out and do that. I need to build those relationships and there are ways to do that. And then and then having that reputation, right? By being the guy that does that, right? And so I've got those talks out there, right? If I wanna be a speaker, yeah, I've got the open source work out there. I've got the projects on GitHub. I've got all of those things that come together that make that difference, right? That demonstrate to people, Oh, Chuck's the build this up guy. Chuck's the solve this problem guy. Chuck's the, you know, build the boat, you know, from scratch in Ruby on Rails guy. Chuck's the, you know, build components in this way guy. Chuck's the, you know, the Scotty Pippen to the Michael Jordan guy, you know. Um, then I have the reputation for, for solving those particular problems, for being in there in that place. And by, by doing that, right, that's where that comes in hey folks if you love this podcast and would like to support the show or if you wish you could listen without the sponsorship messages then you're in luck we're setting up new premium podcast feeds where you can get all of the episodes released after christmas 2020 without the ads signing up will help us pay for editing and production and you can go sign up at devchat.tv slash premium and so you, you want all those things now how do you do that right how do you build those skills how do you Build your reputation. How do you build relationships, all that stuff? Well, the way that I've done that, the way that I've built that up is through podcasting, right? So if I want to build a relationship with somebody, I just send them an email and invite them on the show, right? Hey, Joe, you want to come on the show? Guess how many times I get told no? Not very often. It happens, right? Some people, you know, they they don't like me for whatever reason. They tell me no, right? Some people, they get, they're busy, you know. Uh, people have kids people have lives people are in different time zones and the time that we record the show doesn't work for them I tend to like to work with people but some people are just you know hey that time doesn't work for me and you know we just can't seem to get our schedules to align for whatever reason and so we don't it doesn't happen but for the most part yeah you know we just reach out hey you want to come on the show yeah sure right and what's funny is is we don't just get on and you know, two seconds later, it's, hey, welcome to the show, and we just start the show. No, I get a chat with them before the show. I get a chat with them after the show. I can email them, and we can jump on a Zoom call whenever we want, right, afterward and chat about how things are going and what other opportunities there are. I mean, it, it opens the door wide, wide open, right? And they feel like they have some kind of relationship with me afterward, and usually they feel like they owe me something. Now, I don't feel like they owe me something. They came on the show. I appreciate them coming and sharing their expertise, but usually there's some kind of back and forth that they feel like they they owe me, right? And so they're willing to jump on another call with me, and we we have that kind of a good relationship. And so, you know, if I need something from them or they need something from me, you know, we feel like there's this give and take that we have, and and it works out. It's really great, right? And so I build these relationships. And so then if I'm looking for a job or looking for a, a contract or anything like that, I can email them and go, hey, guys, you know, um, you know, things are tough. I'm looking for a contract. And a lot of times they'll help me find something. Or, hey, I'm trying to reach out to so-and-so and it looks like you know them, right? Can you put me in touch with them? Oh, sure, sure, you know, and, and that works out right for me. Um, But yeah, if I ever needed a job and I was looking for a job, a lot of times they're totally willing to go to bat for me. The other thing is, or if, if they know a conference organizer or somebody like that, they're willing to go to bat for me. I found sponsors that way, incidentally, right? Where it's, hey, I'm trying to get in with this company and talk to their chief marketing person. Oh, well, I don't know their chief marketing person, but I know their CEO turns out the CEO is the person that's been handling that stuff. Okay, great, you know? So that works out, right? And so I get to the right person, and I'm able to to make those kinds of connections. Now, as far as the reputation goes, well, all I have to do is be on the call when we talk about the thing. And just just to make this point, I wasn't even on the call when I got a reputation for this. So way back in the day, there was a series called Teach Me to Code, and it was started by Eric Berry. You might know him from CodeFund. Code Sponsor was what it was originally called. He started Teach Me to Code. I didn't. Now, I ran, I, I I did the videos on it for like two or three years. He did it for the first couple of years, and then he handed it off to me, and I took it from there. But I was doing Teach Me to Code. I put my banner at the top of the page and said, hey, I'm looking for contracts. Call me and put my phone number on there. I do it different now. But that that's what I did, and it worked. It actually worked, right? People would call me up and say, hey, I need this application built, Ruby on Rails, blah, blah, blah. And they'd call me up, right? Well, people, it turned out, wanted Twitter clones built. And it just so happened that Eric said, Eric had built a Twitter clone in Ruby on Rails. And it was awesome. It was a six video series, very, very popular. And Eric and I don't sound alike. We don't really look alike. We both live in Utah. He's a cool guy. I'm a less cool guy. But uh, he put this video out, right? Six videos, how to build a Twitter clone. I would get called up. Hey, Chuck, I love your videos on how to build a Twitter clone. And I would answer in my not Eric voice. Oh, great. Eric made those. Well, we'd like to hire you to build us something very similar. Okay. And I I'd go to lunch with him. Oh, you like Eric's videos on how to build a Twitter clone? Oh, yeah, we like those. We want you to build one. Okay. And I'd get work off them. And I'd get credit for him, and I'd remind him that Eric made the videos, right? And they didn't care, right? I'd get credit for it. They didn't want to hear that Eric built, made the videos, but I wanted to make sure that he got credit for it, right? And it didn't matter. I was, I was the guy that was there. I was the guy in the seat. I was the guy running the website, and so I was the guy that made the videos, even though I told him that I wasn't, right? Even though Eric's name was on the videos, it was on the website. It was, you know, it was, it was on the show notes. And, uh, you know, but I got credit for it. And so if I interview somebody about some aspect of machine learning, which I'm not an expert in, but I do the show every week, even though I'm on the show when we talk about some aspect of Elixir, which I am not an expert in, uh, you know, I, I, get, I get marked as an expert in Elixir on LinkedIn, right? And it's because I show up, right? And so I get reputation just by having the conversations with these people, right? Right. And, and that doesn't mean necessarily that I'm going to show up and I can BS my way through a, a job interview. But what it does mean is that I get a lot of credit just for being there, right? And so just by having the podcast, just by virtue of being part of the conversation, I get a lot of reputation and a lot of credit for it. And so if you're looking to build a reputation, even if you're new, and if you're looking to build those relationships, then you really can't go wrong by building a podcast. And if you do it for years and years and years and years, nobody's going to question your authority. Nobody's going to question whether or not you know your stuff on on this stuff, right? They are going to take your authority for granted. You can build relationships with all these people, and then you can go, and when you really need them, if you've maintained those relationships, right, it's not automatic. You don't just get to go and say, hey, I haven't talked to you for eight years, and now I really need your help. Some people will probably still Help you out, right? But you know, treat people like human beings, right? Reach out to them periodically. Help them out when you can. Blah 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 blah, right? But at the end of the day, you know, do do right by him. Be a real human. You know, stay in touch. Help them when you can. And then at the end of the day, you've got these relationships you can call upon when you need them. You've got relationships where you can help them when they need them. You've got a reputation that you can call upon. And you can explore the areas that you wind up talking about and build skills in the areas that you need to. And if you want that job, you can go on Glassdoor and see what interview questions are being asked. And then you can go get that job at a fang company or go find out what the community wants you to talk about at the conference or whatever, and you can parlay your podcasting into those opportunities. Hey, folks, I don't know if you've noticed, but I've been working a lot on figuring out how to help people become the most valuable developers on their teams or becoming the top 5% of developers in the field. If you're looking to level up, figure out how to contribute more, get the career you want, get the career that you want that will support the lifestyle you want, then you should check out the Most Valuable Dev Summit. I've invited some of my friends across the community, people that you've heard of, people that have worked on systems that you use on a daily basis, people who have invented new ways of doing things over the years in programming, and I've asked them one question, and that question is, how do you become a top 5% developer? How do you become one in 20 of the best developers out there? And so we're going to go ahead and have that conversation with them in interviews on the Most Valuable Dev Summit, and you can find that at summit.mostvaluable.dev. Now, if you want that opportunity, right? If you want to create that podcast, that's going to help you build that authority, right? Build that. My my friend Joe calls it dev cred, right? Which is uh, credit that you can cash in or credibility, depending on which way you look at it. Dev cred. Um, if you want to go build that dev cred, go to devinfluencers.com/slash/apply. Just put your email address and and your name in, and um, you'll start getting some emails from me. It'll also take you to the application where you can just give me a bit of information, and that way uh, we can get something scheduled so that I can talk to you. We'll do a strategic call. It's an hour long. It's free, and we'll just talk through what makes sense for you, right? Make sure that you're a good fit. I've been coaching. I have seven uh, clients right now that I'm coaching through starting their podcast. Uh, Two of them have content going out right now. We're working on growing their audiences so that they can get this stuff going. Um, but one of them is already making serious inroads in the Quasar and View community. Uh, the other guy is starting to make some serious headway in the Flutter community. And uh, the rest of them are are well on their way to figuring out where they're going to make their impact. I'm looking forward to them launching their show soon. So, you know, there's there's a lot going on. In fact, one of them, <laughs> he put like two episodes out and got a job offer like right off the bat. So this stuff works, it's it's amazing, and I really can't wait to see where you're gonna make your impact as well. Yeah, let's jump in, let's knock this stuff out of the park, and let's start building your dev cred. So once again, that's devinfluencers.com slash apply. And until we jump on that strategic call, Max out. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by CashFly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with CashFly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y to learn more.